Good morning, everybody. This is a morning edition of Who's Right and Who's Wrong. And you know that I am about to talk about the Bears and Packers game from last night. My Chicago Bears lost to the rival Green Bay Packers 10-3 in what was a very disappointing, ugly offense showing for the Bears. And it looked like these same old Bears were great defense, but score no points. And it's not about they just cannot score no points, but it's just the play call was terrible. And that's where I'm just going to start at right now because I woke up no let me take it back I went to sleep mad and I woke up mad and my grandma always tell me boy do not go to bed mad don't go to bed mad I gotta get up and go to work in a couple of hours and I ain't get home till I ain't get home till midnight so I decided to do the sports podcast before I get up and actually do my nine to five job. But it's frustrating. It's really frustrating. Last night game was frustrating. First quarter defense went out, did their thing. Um, got two, three sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wasn't Aaron Rodgers at all. We shut him down. Literally, we did. He only got that one touchdown pass from Jimmy Graham, which was fluky. I mean, Jimmy Graham didn't do nothing but box out our five foot ten safety and just caught the ball. He's supposed to do that, but the Packers' offense was really didn't do much. They didn't have a run game, and they made some throws. They made some, you know, key plays. I guess, in an offensive game. But other than that, they were not great on offense. So, the scoring summary went like this, ladies and gentlemen. First quarter, with like four minutes to go, Eddie Pinero kicked a 38-yard field goal. Um, the Bears fans was, you know, very excited. You know, we got a field goal kick, like a kick a 40-yarder. Wow, okay. As I mentioned, Jimmy Graham had an eight-yard touchdown pass from Aaron Rodgers. Then the fourth quarter, Mason Crosby had extended the lead with a 39-yard field goal with five minutes left. Now, going to the stat line, um, Rodgers only went 18 for 30, 203 yards, was sacked five times, and he had a touchdown with no picks. Pedestrian night for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Jones led them with 13 carries, 39 yards. Um, Marcus Valdez Scantley only had four receptions, 52 yards to lead the Packers. And 47 of his 52 yards came from one deep ball from Aaron Rodgers, which led to the Jimmy Graham touchdown. Devontae Adams was held in check with four catches, 36 yards. Jim Graham is still washed up to me. Three reception, 30 yards, a touchdown, but he can help light in the red zone for the Packers. And the Packers defense, led by Blake Martinez, has seven tackles, five solo tackles, and a sack. And the Packers defense have 
all together with just five sacks by itself. And also an interception by former Bear Adrian Amos, who basically was just doing his job. He was playing the cover two in the third down and long situation. Trubisky threw to Allen Robinson and triple coverage is damn near. And Adrian just picked it off. It's not the spectacular he did. And finally, I just want to get to this Bears offense. No, so Trubisky finished with 26 of 45, 228 yards, only 5.1 yards per completion. Well, per attempt, excuse me. That's god-awful. And that one interception that he threw late in the game while being sacked five times. The running game is non-existent. Five carries, 19 yards for Mike Davis. Dave Montgomery, the rookie, six carries, 18 yards. Tariq Cohen, is he a running back? Tariq Cohen didn't even get a carry. I think he's just a receiver. Tariq Cohen had eight catches, 49 yards. His longest reception was only nine yards. Allen Robertson looked like he would be back into form. He had seven catches, 102 yards. David Montgomery had a big catch, a seam route, which he gained 27 yards. Taylor Gabriel only had two catches, 24 yards. Two big plays was reversed. One before offense pass interference, and the other was he didn't get both feet in bound off a, um, I would say like a 30-plus yard game. And it was... The defense, of course, did their job. Two sacks by Leonard Floyd, a sack by Robertson Davis, I mean, Robertson Harris, excuse me, Akeem's Hicks with a sack, and Aaron Lynch with a sack. And the Bears' defense got after them, really. This is a game that the Bears already need, especially when they go next week to Denver, face their former head coach, not head coach, but former defense coordinator, Vic Vangio. Vic Vangio is the head coach for the Denver Broncos right now and knows the team, knows his defense, knows the offense. And something that um, Traymond Williams for the uh, Green Bay Packers, he's the oldest corner, active cornerback in the NFL at 36 years old. He said he wanted Mitchell Trubisky to play quarterback. That's what they really want them to do. So, therefore, they knew that this offense, they was coming out with a lot of gimmicks a lot of BS gimmicks that was not going to work against these NFL defense, especially this year. Ever since Cliff Kingsbury was announced that he was going to be the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, coaches like Zach Taylor, Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, all these guys that had these innovative offense, a lot of movement, a lot of formation, a lot of, um, you know, different um, motions. They 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 are they are gonna be in a world of trouble. Sometimes you just gonna have to like simplify the game and say like okay, you gonna just drop back and you just gonna just throw the ball. You gonna just read, you know, survey the field and just throw the ball. Find your open man instead of all these little gadget plays where you basically tell the quarterback where to go with the ball. And defenses are gonna really pick up on that. So, all the coaches that I just mentioned, Sean McVay, Matt Nagy, Zach Taylor, you know, it's going to be, 
it's going to be a hard season for you guys because NFL defenses are prepared for that, for sure. I know that the game is more in favor of the offense, but trust me, trust me, like defense coordinators are going to make that stuff known. And the league is going to go back to what it used to be, where it's going to be a grind. You know, my quarterback, if he's something special, like a uh, like an Aaron Rodgers or a Tom Brady or, you know, a Carson Wentz to some extent, I don't let him throw the ball over 35, 40 times. But other than that, I don't tell my quarterback to not lose us the, don't lose us the game. Don't lose us the game. And for most people, that was their quarterback just a game manager. Well, all quarterbacks need to learn how to manage the game. Well, you think Tom Brady's been so, uh, so successful the past four or five years? When it's time for him to be clutch and make some throws, he'll make throws. But for the majority of the part, he managed the game. And that's what he did in his first three Super Bowls with the uh, Patriots. He learned how to manage the game. He didn't manage the game all game. He was not conservative, but he knew and he knew when to pick his spots. And that's why I think a lot of these quarterbacks need to learn how to do it. A lot of these offensive coordinators need to help these quarterbacks to manage the game. Because we're not going to just lead it, lead it up to the quarterback to manage the game. The offensive coordinator, the head coach, if he's especially if he's an offensive-minded head coach, need to help his quarterback to manage the game. And that's what Matt Nagy did not do at all. He was actually being very conservative, coming up here with these gimmick plays, trying to try out with Tariq Cohen and with Cordero Patterson. And, like, that plays, these, these plays don't really work unless you're going to get some garbage defense or garbage team. When we was playing the Arizona Cardinals or the Oakland Raiders, yeah, we could, like, you know, play around, open up the playbook as such. But when we actually finally did, open up the playbook and spreading out and trying to hit receivers on seam routes. That was kind of like a little bit too late because the Packers knew that we was throwing the ball all along. We catch ourselves in a lot of long, uh, third down long and you ask Trubisky to go out there and get us first down at the first downs when we continuously get third down and long. So Matt Trubisky in his press conference he quoted saying that you know, he felt like he let his teammates and his Bears fans down. And I know a lot of people feel that way about Trubisky. But I'm telling you this right now. Like, this guy can't play. He can't throw the ball. It was not his fault. Matt Nagy has said to himself that he did not help Trubisky at all in this game, that he take the blame. And Matt Nagy should take 100% of the blame. If not 100%, take 95% of the blame because... All right, Trubisky, yeah, late in the fourth quarter, he had overthrew some of his receivers. He did. But I know that Trubisky is way capable of being a 30-touchdown and 10-interception-less quarterback. But you can't be if you continue to like run these um, BS, all these misdirection and, you know, confusing play-action plays that be confusing your own offensive line. And the offensive line didn't play well, really. They gave up five sacks, but a lot of it was like miscommunication because of these 
complex ass and Mac Nagy's running. Sometimes you will have to like just simplify it, man, and just like just hit them straight up. Just go sometimes standard formation and make the Packers beat you. Make them guess a little bit whether you're running the ball or you're passing the ball. But when you're here running Tariq Cohen, you know, from the wide receiver spot and most of him from side to side and Cordero Patterson in the backfield, I mean, we already know that most likely the plays involve them. They're going to get the ball somewhere, somehow. So all these little gimmicky gadget plays that you're calling, it's not really going to, you know, confuse the defense. And that's why I was really, truly upset about last night because play calling was terrible. And it seemed like he didn't learn anything from the playoff game from last season. Because he was being really conservative there and calling dumb plays versus the Eagles. Then waited too late to like open up the playbook, which Trubisky did get us into field goal position to win the game. And that's why I said that I cannot be hard on Trubisky because I know what he's capable of. I know what he's made of. But the head coach got to help him out. The head coach got to protect his quarterback. Everybody wants to sit here and, you know, compare. Well, not compare, but use the Patriots as an example of winning. And it's just not all just Tom Brady. He had a hell of a head coach that put him in the best situations. And that protects him. He protect he protect Tom Brady with a, a great offensive line the last three, four years. That's why Tom Brady's still playing right now at age 42. He protect him with a great offensive line. He have a running game. Sonny Michelle could run the ball. James White can run the ball and also catch passes out the backfield. I think the Bears actually got a good running, a good uh, running game, honestly. You just got to use them. That make no damn sense. You pass the ball um, 44 times and only rush the ball 15 times. And actually, David Montgomery was getting good yards. Now, yeah, the stat line will say six rushes for 18 yards, three yards per carry. But if you actually watch the game, David Montgomery could run between tackles. He could break tackles. He showed out that he got good hands with that 27-yard touchdown reception. Tyreek Cohen didn't even get a rushing attempt. So it's like, what is Tyreek Cohen rolling this offense? It's still the little same as, you know, gimmicky plays where we're going to run reverse and reverse runs and trying to get mismatches with him versus linebackers to throw him a deep pass or a short pass so he could like break off for plenty of yards at the catch. He in his third year right now. We let go of Jordan Howard, who we knew that he was, you know, a three down back. To me, it's a three down back, maybe a two down back, because we don't have him in for third down, especially third down and long. But now Jordan Howard's not there to run the ball. I expect us to run the ball with David Montgomery. I expect Tyree Cohen to come into his third year in the NFL and run between the tackles. And he showed he cannot run between the tackles. He's just too small.
or he just or it's just not his DNA. There's been plenty of small running backs, such as Darren Sproles, who's five foot six. Ezekiel Elliott, he's five he's five nine to be generous. Let's be real. He's five foot nine to be generous and you know, bulky. And he could run between the tackles. So with Cohen saying like he's too small, he's not too small. So Cohen got some mass on him. He does. But he haven't learned how to run in between the tackles on the NFL level. And to be honest, like if that's how we're gonna use him in the offense majority of the time, I don't want a part of him. Just give me David Montgomery. And I, we for sure gonna see a lot more touches from David Montgomery. And you gotta also protect your offensive line because you're going back past the ball 45, 50 times and not letting them actually do what they really love doing is put their hands on the ground and get dirty and down block, block down on the um, defensive tackles, kick out the defensive ends. That's what the offensive linemen really love doing. They love run blocking. You got to protect your offense, Matt Nagy. Like, you're in the wrong for that, man. Like, this game... Uh, 10-3, we, sh- we held Aaron Rodgers to only 10 points. And he only had really one good pos- good possession. That's it. That's it. We should have won that game easily. I expect that offense is like take off to a whole nother level. But you went there playing conservative. They're calling dumbass plays on third down where it's like, come on, man. Like, you should get the ball to David Montgomery on the third down of one, but you instead did a quarterback read option and Trubisky kept the ball. And it's like, what play call was that on third down one? Stop trying to come here and confuse and trick the defenses and actually be physical up front. That's what's wrong with these offensive coordinators, these offensive so-called geniuses. You're not geniuses. You only had one job to do, really, when you was a coordinator. Now you're a head coach. Now some here and like basically trying to simplify the game plan a little bit more. Trying to some here and be a little bit more reasonable and say like, okay, this is still football. This is not arena football. This is not, you know, college football. Get them off this line going forward. Get them moving forward. Let them block down. Let them hit somebody in the running game. And I feel like the Bears got a solid offensive line, but it's not helped them out if we call in 80% of our plays, passing plays. And I know some people are like, well, how you calling it conservative? How he's calling the game conservative early on if he passed the ball, you know, majority of the time. Because it was a lot of little dink and dunks, misdirection, crossing plays that's is designed for the receivers to catch the ball and get yards after catch. So basically it's just like, you know, what New England used to do when they had um What's Walker and Randy Moss? You know, a lot of screenplays, a lot of um, 
you know, five-yard hitch plays, short passes on first down that's getting like five, six yards, that's just as good as a running play. But sometimes that's just not the case. You just got to go out there and just like, you know, dig in the dirt and get dirty and run the ball. You know, football is a football is just as mental as physical, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's just as mental as physical. You go out there and get physical and get the first punch, that's going to do something mentally for a, a defensive player or an offensive player. It's going to do something mentally. And mentally... Packers feel like they had this game in hand because they they was on the field. They realized some of the play calls was like, you know, very questionable. They realized that. That's why they had like the utmost confidence because they kind of knew what the what the Bears was going to do. They knew first thing first whether they was going to run the ball or pass the ball. They knew that. And secondly. They knew that Trubisky only really trusted Allen Robinson. And Allen Robinson having one heck of a game. I think he's poised to have a breakout year. I think last season was a recovery year for him after he tore his ACL while with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think, you know, we got to do some of that tight end position. Al Shaheen, he's supposed to be much improved in his second year. Six foot seven tight end. He had a. 10 yard is supposed to be like a 10, 12 yard catch. But he dropped the ball. He didn't tuck the ball in. And it's like, come on now, don't be a sorry tight end. Tall, a big tall tight end that get the ball, knock out his hand easily. And Taylor Gabriel, he's only 5'7, five, 5'8. Five he may, he made hell of um, catches that didn't count. But he's not anybody that. You could really depend on Anthony Miller. I feel like they didn't really look his way. They need to start looking more to his way because I feel like that could be a reliable number two option for the Bears in the um, offense. But they gonna have to go and they gonna have to go to the drawing board and reconfigure their offense. Dave Montgomery gonna have to be that bell cow for us in the backfield. Get him the ball 20 times a game. Get Anthony Miller more involved. You know, Allen Robertson is going to be our go-to guy, but we are missing we are missing one piece in the offense, I feel like. And, like, we could get us, you know, a dynamic wide receiver, not naming Antonio Brown, then this offense could explode because the type of stuff that Nagy want to do, just like he wasn't, like, like he did in Kansas City, we don't have the weapons for that. And I'm just being in all honest. Like, first of all, you had to do a, a, the best tight end in football. We ain't got that on our offense. So, you know, trying to put Tyree Cohen in a Tyree Hill role and, you know, Allen Robinson is basically, you know, like your Sammy Watkins or trying to fill him in as like the Travis Kelsey you know, other team. It's not working out that way. It's not. But you live and you learn. So, like, yeah, I'm 
you know, an angry Bears fan right now. But I know that this team is still a playoff team. But we know how the NFL is. Like, you know, go ahead and lose your first two games or go one and two in your first three games. It's going to be an uphill climb for you. And it's not easy at all. Not easy at all. After starting off 0-2 or 1-2. That's why this game was very critical because if you thought the Packers defense was stout, man, something wrong with you guys. Like, the Bears made it easy for them. And, you know, shout out to Mike Pennant, the defense coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. You know, he did a good job. He's one of the uh, former head coach, you know, with the Cleveland Brown and was defense coordinator at New York Jets. He had success at New York. Um, they have much success at Cleveland, but defense was really good at Cleveland. And he's one of those defensive-minded coaches who thought that sh- he should have another head coach job, another head coach chances, but... The Sean McVay, the Zach Taylors, and the uh, Cliff Kingsbury of the world get those jobs because, you know, we love fantasy. We love the stats. It's sexy. It's what draws viewers. But it doesn't win you games, for the most part, a lot of games. It can win you a lot of games if you're Sean McVay, but it doesn't win you championships. Because where was all that in the Super Bowl, Sean McVay? Where was all that? It was nowhere to be found. Like, you just outsmart yourself because you knew that football is a very simple game. Football is a very simple game, ladies and gentlemen. For all you guys who actually play, football is a very simple game. And it's not that Bill Belichick had done that Super Bowl that was like, oh, wow, he changed up his defensive coverage for this high power. No, he just played simple and said, like, okay, I dare you, beat me. You want to try and throw deep Brandon Cooks? Okay. I got a cornerback that's going to stick right with him at all costs. And let's see Jared Goff can make them tight throws. We're not going to come here and do a lot of these um, movements just because on offense you guys do a lot of movement, a lot of changing up the formation. That's my times, ladies and gentlemen. I really truly believe in Mitchell Trubisky, but Matt Nagy got to do a better job of putting him in a better situation. Definitely got to do him a better job. It's not Trubisky's fault at all in this game. Then he was frustrated. Desperate time, called desperate measure. Reason why he threw that pick in double coverage, hoping that Al Robinson go up there and catch a touchdown pass. It's not all his fault. So, you guys can find this podcast on Anchor, on Spotify, Google, Overcast, Apples. I am your host, DeAndre Johnson. You could find me on Twitter at DocDre. And I'll see you guys soon this weekend. We're going to talk about some college football. We got a big game between LSU and Texas. It's a night game. I got Texas beating LSU at Austin. Then also, 
week one, very first games for many teams of the NFL season, including the game of the night, which is the Pittsburgh Steelers and the New England Patriots on NBC. So, time for me to get to work on my 9 to 5 job. Hope you guys listen to this podcast. I will holler at you guys soon. Peace.